Hi, this is Nick Webb, and welcome to this special episode of the Nick Webb Show. The purpose of this podcast is to share with you some very practical and most importantly, proven methods to help you achieve your New Year's resolution. And this isn't probably going to be what you've heard before. This is from the deep research from my books, and it turns out that individuals that are high achievers, that are happy, that are contributors, that have the best impact on other people's lives, use these various principles. Now, this podcast may be slightly longer than my normal podcast because I want to make sure and give you some tools that could change your life. I'm literally talking about some tools that could change your life. Now, you may have to play the podcast a few times because, as always, I try to provide as much content density as I possibly can. In other words, I'm going to give you lots of stuff in a short period of time, and it may be worth listening to the podcast a few times just to be able to extrapolate all of the insights from this concise lesson. Now, just a little bit about my background. You know, I was raised in a very, very poor household in one of the most dangerous cities in America. I was diagnosed as being educationally handicapped early on in my life. And for year after year, I was told that basically I would never amount to anything. And yet, despite those headwinds, I went on to be a a very successful inventor with over 40 patents, inventing technological uh, innovations like one of the world's smallest medical implants, one of the first wearable technologies, uh, several technologies for anterior segment surgery, and the list goes on. I went on to be a best-selling author, and today I'm one of the top futurist and keynote speakers in the world. Now, again, I'm not saying that to impress you. I'm saying that because if I, somebody of my modest means, could live a life that is exceptional, to be able to create everything I wanted, I wanted to make a great living. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. My heroes as a young kid was not NFL or the NBA. It was motivational speakers. I wanted to be an author and speaker, and I did it. In fact, I became one of the top speakers. I did that despite the fact that everyone told me that I was going to fail. So I became obsessed with the idea of achieving and obsessed with the idea of meeting goals. But I think, really to my credit, I was primarily obsessed with the idea of living a happy, healthy, and meaningful life with a great family and a great spouse, trying to provide as much contribution to my community as possible to be able to have impact with the people that I engaged. And that's what I'm going to share with you today. All right. Well, here we go. This is how you make your New Year's resolutions come true. First of all, let's talk about the biggest pitfall. Most people set goals that they ultimately don't believe in or care about. This is the year I lose weight and I get to my optimal level of fitness. Chances are, that's really not something you ultimately care enough about. It's an annoyance. You wish you were fit. You wish that you were at your optimal health. But at the end of the day, you're not really committed to it. But if you are, you have to commit to it. Being incidental with goals is the number one on my list of reasons why people never achieve their goals. Now, one way to understand how to get to a goal that matters is what we call the principles of 
contrast. Contrast suggests that what we want in life is on the flip side of the coin of the things that we don't want. So if we don't want to be overweight or unhealthy, then the flip side is to get fit and healthy. So if we go through the things we don't want in our life, it can be extremely useful to really determine about the goals that we really, really want. Now, ultimately, we all want to be healthy and fit. And I'm just using this as my initial example. But we have to be able to emotionalize the fact that we want to get fit. And that's why the famous start with why concept comes into play. Why does it matter? Well, in my case, I'm 65 years old. I have children in their 20s and I want to see my grandchildren for as long as I possibly can. I want to be able to provide impact and and value to my family as long as I can. That really, really matters to me. So at 65, being at an optimal weight and being healthy is really important. In my work as a speaker, I want to be able to have the energy and the appearance of somebody who really cares. And so it's important to me to be healthy and fit. Every year, I go into a zen-like state And I double drill down on why it's so important for me to be healthy and fit and at an optimal weight. I really make sure to make the goal I have matter by connecting it to the reasons why the goal is so important. Now, I know this sounds probably obvious, but it's the single biggest pitfall. We put together a list of the things that we're going to accomplish for the year without really caring about them or not ever really meaning it. Now, there's a pitfall, and Brian Tracy speaks about this. If we tell ourselves that we are going to get fit this year, or this is the year that I start that business, or this is the year that I really commit to the relationships with my children and my spouse, whatever it is, and then we don't do it, We are creating this sort of neuro pathway of habitual belief that we aren't able to meet our goals. In other words, we convince ourselves that goals aren't for us because every year we set them and they never come true. The more we do that, the harder it is to become a success-seeking mechanism. Uh, You really have to not do that. You would be better off not setting any goals this year at all than to set a goal and not achieve it because you are training yourself to not trust yourself. Now, this may not seem like that big a deal, but it truly is. In fact, the definition that I like the best of self-esteem is self-esteem is the reputation we have with ourselves. When I commit to a goal, I honor it. When I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And that includes my New Year's resolutions. Okay, so never, ever start a New Year's resolution that you don't believe in. You can get to your New Year's Year's resolution through the power of the principles of contrast. Look at what you don't want, and the opposite side is what you want, and then you need to make it a reality. Okay, now, here's something you won't hear elsewhere. (laughs) I begin to realize in researching heyday, how to make every day the best day of your life, that there were sort of three conscious states that everybody lives in all day long. One is what I call destructive contentment. 
This human state of constructive, that is, destructive contentment is a state where your life isn't so great and you're cool with it. I'm 40 pounds overweight. It's ultimately going to kill me, but I'm okay with it. I have tremendous God-given gifts and talents, and I'm not using them, but I'm okay with it. I'm not lucid and present in my relationship with my spouse and my children, but I'm okay with it. That is being content with being at a state that is where you shouldn't be. You're okay with being bad. Take a look at homeless people. You would think they would say, oh my God, this is the rock bottom. Now, many of them have drug and alcohol problems, and many of them have mental health problems, of course. But at the end of the day, take a look at addicts. Um, you know, that you could say, why would you do this to yourself? It's totally self-destructive. Well, their problem is, is that they're suffering from destructive contentment. They're okay with self-destruction. 80% of the reasons why people live an unhappy life is that they at some level are involved at this state, this emotional state of destructive contentment. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, equally destructive, although somewhat less common, is what I call destructive discontent. So we went from destructive contentment to destructive discontent. What does that mean? It means your life is bad, I mean, I'm sorry, it means your life is great. You've got money. You've got uh, great people that love you. You've got uh, safety and shelter and, and a career trajectory and all the things that we want in life. It's all good, but it's never good enough. It's never good. We need more money, more advancements, more, more, more. This is a state that is very bad. I suffer from it on occasion, and I try to move back towards where I'm supposed to be. I, I'm constantly looking for the next big thing. But we have to take time out of our life to appreciate all the incredible gifts that are in our life. And that's why destructive discontent is so dangerous. So in order to achieve your goals in 2024 and beyond, you need to be at the third state, the state that I call constructive discontentment. Hmm, wait, but there's the word discontentment in there. How could that be good? If we get to a state where we're happy and we're okay with being where we are today, chances are we're not challenging ourselves to the next level. So we have to gently move ourselves towards evolutionary pathway because we can't truly be happy unless we're involved in the authorship of our own self-development. That means we have to get smarter and we need to be a better person. We need to be more compassionate. We need to be more loving. We need to constantly work on all of these things. So if we're completely content, we're not believing that we need to improve and we always need to improve. But here's what a person that is at this optimal state thinks. You know, I feel like I'm in pretty good shape for my age, but you know, the truth of the matter is I could work a little harder and be a little more thoughtful about my diet to really get to a better state. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to appreciate the gifts in my life and I'm going to appreciate my current state of health, but I also know that I can do better and I'm committed to doing that. And here's how I'm going to do it. Whereas somebody that is, is in the state of destructive content, contentment, they would say, yeah, I'm in a really bad shape. I'm severely overweight. I maybe have diabetes or some other chronic disease, but I'm okay with it. 
On the other end of that spectrum is I'm really, really, really fit. I'm, I, I've got 5% uh, uh, BMI. <laughs> I am uh, running six hours a day and I'm going to run seven hours a day net, right? There is a point where it becomes compulsive and destructive. So in order for us to really get involved in a goal that is going to ultimately become realized, it has to live in this state of constructive discontent. I'm happy with where I am. I've been given tremendous blessings in my life. But this year, in 2024, I'm going to do better. I'm going to get healthier. I'm going to get smarter. I'm going to go ahead and lean into those challenges that have scared me before. Because we realize that time and life is short. And we can only... We really only have such a short period of time to do cool things. So I'm going to do it now. And when we, we start to have that mindset, we really are giving ourselves the infrastructure necessary to succeed. Okay, now before I go on, I want to just review what we talked about here. Number one is don't set a goal that you're not going to realize. That trains you and your subconscious mind to believe that you're not capable of achieving goals, and that's really destructive. You are literally better off not setting any goals at all if you're going to set a goal that doesn't matter to you that you're not going to realize. Okay? That's really, really important. Also, use the power of contrast. Look at the things that you hate, the things that make you unhappy, the things that make you feel incomplete, and then look on the other side of the coin to find the things that really matter to you. Once you identify those, you need to supersize them by building out a comprehensive list for every goal as to why the goal matters. This has worked for me in my life so well. When I think about the things, I wrote three books in 14 months. I've traveled the world. I've I've been invited to speak at the most prestigious events in the world. I've, I've met incredible people and celebrities and I, I, my, my life is unbelievable. And it, it happened because I tried to do things that I really wanted to do. And I gave them the life support system to make them happy. One thing I know for sure is that I'm not better than anybody, anybody. But I'm a lot better, as Wayne Dwyer says, than I was before. I'm always getting better. I'm not better than anybody, but I'm better than I was yesterday. And I'm going to be better tomorrow. Okay, now, here's the last aspect of successfully achieving your goals. You have to build the life support systems to ensure their realization. Let's use fitness as an example. The average person never signs up for the gym. Out of the people that sign up for the gym, 85% of them are no longer going to the gym in March after signing up in January. For those that do stay at the gym, the overwhelming majority of them are standing around not really working out. So you have to sign up. You have to show up, and you have to stand up. 
So once you decide you're going to do something, you have to build the life support system. If you want to get fit, you have to build a meal plan. If you're going to have to join a gym, you're going to have to get help and in advance understand the things that will cause you to quit. Look at all of the things that are going to make you quit and be prepared to address them now. I know that I'm not going to want to get up in the morning to go to the gym. So what kind of routine and ritual can you create to make sure you get up? I know that when I get to the gym, I'm just going to walk around and talk to people. I'm not really going to do the work. What can you do? Hire, hire, have a workout partner, hire a trainer. What are you going to do to address that now? Future casting failure in the achievement of your goal is a really cool way to ensure the success of your goal. So there you go. Let's review this really quick because it may not sound as straightforward as it should, but this is the science of achieving a goal. Number one, only select goals that you truly believe in. Once you are sure you believe in them, Develop a complete ecosystem around that goal as to all the reasons why you simply must achieve the goal. Number two, pay attention to your states of consciousness. Don't be in the state of destructive discontent. Don't be in the state of destructive contentment. Be in the emotional state of constructive discontent where you know that you've been blessed and that many things are great in your life, but you are committed to continually evolve. Also, remember that in order to make these come true, you have to have the life support systems. You have to have, if you're going to try to make more money, have a business plan. If you're going to save money, have a savings plan. If you're going to lose weight and gain and get more fit, have a fitness plan. Everything requires the life support systems and do it when you set the goal. Don't wait until later to try to figure out how you're going to make it all happen. Here's a few more tips. Always measure your progress. But don't take count too soon. If you slip back, and you will, you will slip behind on your, on your goals. Realize, dust yourself off, get up, and keep moving forward. Realize that life is short, and this is our opportunity to live a life of meaning. Here's my last and maybe one of my most important tips. You have to live a life that's worthy. You have to live a life that's worthy. What does that mean? If you want to achieve goals, you want to do anything, you got to believe that what you're doing matters, that you believe in this mission, that when you put your feet on the ground, getting out of bed every day, you say to yourself, I love my mission. I believe in this mission. I am going to do what I'm here to do in a powerful and meaningful way. Without a mission that's worthy, a mission that matters, your chances for happiness and goal achievement is severely diminished. So one more time, only set goals that you really believe in. Set goals that actually matter. Wrap the reasons why the goal is so important around the goal. Feel the emotion of the goal because that will keep you going. Pay attention to your consciousness state. You want to maintain a state of constructive discontentment. You're thankful for where you are, 
but you know that you can and you must do better. Make sure and build the life support systems for every single goal. And there are many solutions out there, both technological and humanistic. So there you go. I hope that this uh, longer podcast provided you some insights that you can apply. If you'd like to get a digital copy of my book, Heyday, send me an email and I'll get you a copy. If there's anything I can do, just send me an email and let me know if you have any advice. I'd love to get some insights every quarter to see how you're doing with your incredible purpose. I think that this is um, a time for us to address the complexity of the world, the challenges that we're all seeing, to really refocus on our own journey and to become a bit more monofocal on the things that we think about and the things that we emotionalize every day. Here to you, my great listener, is my biggest wish. And that is, is that you realize that you are a horrible thing to waste. You would be a tremendously bad thing to waste. You are a human with tremendous purpose and intent and value. You deserve to achieve your goals. Let's not waste it. By living in those states of destructive discontent or in those areas of destructive contentment. Let's commit to our goals and let's live a life of meaning and purpose. Thanks so much and best wishes for 2024 and beyond.